0: Our next guest is Andrew Sudol. Him and I go as way back his sophomore year in high school, man. It's a long time, but please sit back, relax, enjoy the interview between Andrew and I. We got a good chance to catch up and just have a couple good laughs. I know. I was seeing. I was actually seeing on your Instagram story that you had. You were going. You're. Go, you're everywhere, dude. <laughs> have you Have you been to every state yet? Let me
1: think. I mean, I think I'm at about like. 40 or 40, 40 or 41, something like that. Which one? Because I still need.
0: Oh, yeah. Which one you got? I,
1: I need. I haven't done Alaska, which is kind of a crime, like living in Washington. Mm-hmm. I should have done that by now. I haven't done Hawaii. And I need to do like Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, New York, all those Northeastern states. Mm-hmm. But through my. I mean. I would drive my car from mm-hmm. Seattle down to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, for school, and so I was hitting all of those states every single time. Now mm-hmm. all the Midwest states, all just like uh, southwestern ones.
0: So out of those eight, which one are you? Like, do you have like a vendetta against any of them? Where you're like, uh, I don't even want. To, I don't even really have a. You know, you don't see anything in Maine. You're like, uh, I couldn't live without seeing Maine. Is there any of those that you're just like, fuck it? I don't really care. No nah, man. I mean, I- I'm
1: trying to hit all fifty, but <laughs> I hawaii and i want to go to nyc the fact that i haven't been to nyc yet I, I really want to go
0: oh yeah so wait new york city you haven't been i've never been yeah dude i actually so my girlfriend's from buffalo and that's why when you were on that hike i was i think i actually did that hike the one that you were on below the falls but well, not below it i didn't get wet but like down by the falls you know i was down there so the it was caves. just yeah the caves so i was like <laughs> dude andrew is like he was just right where i was like two weeks ago so it's kind of cool to see how that went down, but I haven't been to New York city either. I mean, I've been to, I haven't been to much States really. I've been to, you know, everywhere on the left side. So Oregon, Cali, Washington, Idaho, just because Pullman's right next to it. Have you ever been to Pullman? Have you ever visited anyone out here? Yeah. You have?
1: Oh, of course. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah so- I was thinking about going, I was thinking about going over to Pullman. I did the whole tour as a senior in high school and all that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I enjoy it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so in yeah. high school, if you if you don't mind me asking, I remember you, you know, I was, so I was there for a semester, one whole semester, and I met you, <laughs> and Darian was like, hey, you got to meet this guy, Andrew, so, you know, and then we we met, and I was like, this is a cool guy, and then all of a sudden, I remember we had, like, this, um, it wasn't communion, but it was, like, where we were giving shout-outs to students who had really good grades, and okay. you you were one of the guys who had, I did you have over a 4.0? Did you have, like, a 4.1?
1: At the at the end of it all,
0: yeah,
1: I had a three nine eight. At three nine eight, <laughs> because
0: at the time, like yeah. you, you had like a four one, and I was like, how, you know, I sat there and I was just like, man, I'm I'm struggling here to um get an A. And Ster- I think his name was Stern. Was it Stern or no? He was bald. He was bald. What, cal- what class was this? athletic director? He was. Oh. Um, you know who I'm talking about? He had a wife that also taught there. Strewman Strewman, yes I had Strillman. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was just like I was just trying to focus on his class And then I had the LSU teacher Miss Z- Zellner. Zellner Zellner I had Zellner And then I had um, yep. Obviously Miss Burnham And then um, I, I don't remember the other one But anyway I saw you, saw you up there And it said You're going to Alabama And mm-hmm. you know As a kid who Was new to private school I was kind of new to the whole college realm Anyway I knew what it was but to see someone go so far and to see how far you've gotten is really cool you know i tell my friends you know andrew's at the university of alabama and everyone thinks you're on the field playing i'm like oh yeah i talked you up like when you're when alabama's like oh my friend andrew goes there they're like oh what position is he is like he's not on the field but he's there somewhere you know <laughs> it's academic
1: man academic yeah
0: so so you're going for engineering that's that's what i kind of remember right
1: Yeah. So I basically, I went to a summer camp Mm -hmm. after my junior year of high school, and then I officially signed on senior year Mm -hmm. and it was for engineering. And fortunately I was able to get a good deal of, um, financial aid. And so that was a big part of going down there. Mm -hmm. And then about a year and a half through the way, I went over to finance Mm -hmm. and did finance and mathematics and, uh, econ. And so right now, yeah so i was able to do all those just because i already done like a bunch of math at murphy mm-hmm. and um that's kind of pivoting over to doing management consulting and all that so oh, i'm, I'm wow. pretty excited so yeah. are,
0: are you looking to move back to the north the pacific northwest I'm, i i know that's where you are now but I, like is that yeah. your big plan is to bring that to the northwest what you've learned
1: so you know i you know i love the pacific northwest yeah. and um I'm, I'm right now here with my family just because I was originally supposed to start my job in September,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but now it starts in January because of COVID, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be moving to Dallas, Texas, actually. What? Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I, yeah.
0: I, <laughs> I was actually born there, to be honest with you. I was born in Dallas, Texas. Wow. Um, my family was down there at the time. My mom was, and that's where I was born, but otherwise, I'm you know. So I guess I'm technically from there um, if, if I were to say anything like that, you know but well, that's uh, why you're a Cowboys fan yeah big Cowboy fan <laughs> <laughs> I know um I always see Bailey from Archbishop he's always talking the Dallas Cowboys he's always you know big Cowboy fan um but yeah so University of Alabama I, I mean I want to know about it because I'm a I actually cheer for the Crimson Tide I mean I know it's kind of a um it's kind of like cheering for the Patriots around here a lot of people get kind of upset when I kind of go oh go you yeah. know go for Alabama I don't I, I don't mind cheering for darian's the same way and part the main reason is because you're there i'm like oh might as well just cheer for him because andrew's out there and darian i think you know just likes alabama too and that you're there but (laughs) i think you know it's just crazy to see is because i look at nfl i'm sorry i'm kind of jumping a lot of places here but you're good over here nfl is huge to me you know seahawks are the big thing but over there it's yeah. a title shift i feel like because over there it's saturdays are your guys's sundays essentially right yeah yeah
1: dude i mean i and i think that's exactly why it's so popular over there mm-hmm. just because you know you talk to someone from alabama and they don't care about the titans mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah
0: they're like <laughs> you know yeah yeah
1: the
2: jaguars yeah
0: yeah,
1: yeah. they're not you know um, you'll have like a couple of like Saints fans, a couple of Falcons fans, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, for the most part, no one really gives, you know, a, a crap about the, the NFL at all really.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I get it because you guys, you know, you guys, how many are seated at Alabama? What? 80,000, hundred thousand,
1: hundred thousand in the stadium. Yeah.
0: hundred thousand. And what, um, CenturyLink was 63, maybe 64, Some,
1: something like that.
0: So like, yeah, you times that, you know, it's not really timesing but it's almost double you know you look at it like that 40 percent bigger maybe i'm not the math guy here i'm the humanities communication guy um i love it (laughs) yeah so that's what i'm going to school for um and this podcast started about a year and a half ago i remember i wanted to get you on the show you know as soon as i could um and i'm glad that you're on the pst time because i know time zones can be a big deal
1: How, how did the how did the podcast come to be
0: so actually what happened um my grandpa and I talk sports and so does me and Darian all the time. And yeah. I started a, a sports podcast, which was weekly take. And that was just, all right, I'm going to just post kind of what I talked to my grandpa about every week. Cause we make the picks like, okay, Seattle wins. Uh, San Fran will win, you know, picks. And then it started to get to the point. I had some listeners, some sport listeners. And then people were like, Hey man, I love your podcast, but I don't listen to sports. So I can't really, you know, I don't, I can't connect with it. I don't, I can't listen to it longer than an hour. You know, I'll listen to the ten minutes. So I was like, well, maybe I could just start one. You know, that would be you know just fun for anybody to listen to. And then, um, obviously, Joe Rogan, a lot of those guys with podcasts. I don't know if you're are you familiar with the the comedy world? With many of the, yeah, of course, yeah. So like, yeah, I love, yeah, I love Rogan. Yeah, so like Theo Vaughn um, has a podcast. Um, Chris D'Elia, before all the the you know his scandal stuff came out, obviously. Um, Yeah, you know, and a lot of those comedy guys, I really started looking up to. So I, I, I started my own podcast. I was like, if they could do it, I could do it. So, you know, then it just, of course. then it just became, I'm like, Hey, why don't you come on the show? Um, just started reaching out to friends that were close to me. It almost felt like I was like, um, you know, those fundraiser things you get, those fundraiser emails you get from friends that you never heard from. I started sending stuff like that. Like, Hey bro, I haven't seen you in a while, but you want to be on my podcast or like, dude, I haven't talked to you in like two years, but <laughs> um you know everybody has a story bro you know i i mean that's what i'm saying so many people like just to see like where you are you're across the country you know and then i have some other friends who are in new york some other friends who are here and i'm sure with you too it's just like you see all your friends doing great things and big things and to be able to sit there and just talk with them i think is really cool because it keeps me connected you know without this you know i'd probably just yeah. be texting you you know but it's cool how i can actually have that conversation i was actually just in um shoreline me and my girlfriend went to go visit her friend and they lived kind of by okay. your house and i remember because we went down to the you guys have like a bougie um kind of a bougie store down there what's it called yeah you know you know pcc yes yes we were there and i was like I wonder if this is where andrew shops bro i was like no <laughs> i was like no andrew's he's probably he's a pretty humble guy i bet you'd go to like the costco or um but yeah pcc was pretty bougie bro I'm a um, huge
1: Costco guy. I love Costco. Yeah,
0: so I – um. but, yeah, so that's what it kind of ignited. I was like, I need, I need to see what he's up to. And then ever since then, that's when I kind of started swiping up on your stories, like, hey, bro, what you been doing? And uh, yeah. always got to say, you know, we want Bamo over here in Wazoo, man. We start up Saturday. And, uh, you know, we're <laughs> – <laughs> <It's- laughs> I don't even know the name of your – I don't even know the name of your quarterback, man. Bro, he has like a three-syllable name. It's like uh, – lana del rey or something more Ma- lori del <laughs> <laughs> i don't know his name bro <laughs> um so anyways I- i'm looking down here on the um on the questions i got and yeah, i wanted to ask you about the basketball league you were in because darian always teased me about it he always teased me and i was never the best basketball player and you were in this fun was it like a church group basketball league you guys were in or what was it yeah in? just
1: just a church group.
0: Was, it was uh, it was called CYO. So CYO Catholic, basketball.
1: Catholic youth organization. <laughs> oh man!
0: <laughs> to this day, I was still upset I didn't go because um, Darian's like, just ask him to be on the team. I was like, nah, bro. I I, I was shy, and shy doesn't get you nowhere, you know. Yeah. And well, it looks like that's changed, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know. It's it's, not, it's definitely has changed. But yeah. um, yeah, man. So um, out of the states you've been to, like we were talking. Um, West Virginia, and I saw your um, your sister goes to a school. I didn't know which one she went to, so she, just, she goes to Montana.
1: Yep, University of Montana. So how and do that's you like it there? In, uh, That's over in Missoula, Montana, and I mean, I like it a lot, dude. Montana's a really cool place. I think I kind of grew up in the suburbs, mm-hmm. so I need a place with a little... I want to be like within half an hour of a really large city. Oh, okay. That's kind of my philosophy, so, you know, I love living where I am right now and I'm halfway half an hour away from Seattle Mm -hmm. and I'll be in Dallas and, you know, and maybe that's like being close to concerts and Mm -hmm. sporting events and like cultural events and stuff like that. Um, but she's absolutely loving it over there in Missoula. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think Missoula has like 50 or 60,000 people or something like that, but she's big into hiking Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, she's really close to Canada, too, so she has, like, Glacier National... I don't know if you've ever been to Glacier National no. Park. I mean, that's the most, you know, that's the most gorgeous national park in America, almost, I'd say. You'd
0: say? Have you been um, to most, a lot of national parks?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say it's right up there with, like, Yosemite.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Olympic and Olympic National Park in Washington is absolutely gorgeous. Um, I love Mount Rainier. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, dude, I mean... Northern Montana is just an absolutely gorgeous place and she's really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I necessarily could live over there, but mm-hmm. I, 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 understand why people do,
0: you Yeah. Know? So, so yeah, you're, you're a city guy and then is where you're going to school. Do you guys have a big city around you? Cause I, I've heard that it's just the campus out there.
2: In
1: Tuscaloosa? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's about, we got 35,000 students. Mm-hmm. And I think the population is like 70 or 80,000. Oh, wow. So about about half of the population is college students. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it's a college town.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but your closest big city is like Birmingham. Okay. And in, in the grand scheme of things, Birmingham is not a very large city they're, by any means. <laughs> they're
0: like a Bellevue, right? Like Bellevue size, would you say?
1: Yeah, Everett? I guess uh, yeah. Probably closer to Everett because oh, Bellevue's what? been growing. Because Bellevue's been growing a lot,
0: man. Yeah. Bellevue almost could uh, bring the Sonics, Have you heard that.
1: When was that?
0: Yeah, Bellevue was actually talking about bringing the Sonics, but they said they didn't want to let them have it. And they're like, no. Um, some, you know, Seattle Big Head or, you know, not Big Head, but suit, you know, said, no, we want to have them in Seattle. Yeah. And um, oh man, I think somebody said they would fund it, but they're like, we don't want it in Bellevue. Kind of like how um, San Fran is really in, or the Niners are really in Santa Clara. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, people there was they're like, we don't want that with our team, and I was like, man, dude, I'll do anything for the song to get back, dude. I'll sell a toe.
1: Yeah, dude. It's just it's almost embarrassing that Seattle is like a top fifteen uh, size city in terms of like population, mm-hmm. and we have good fans, we have the support, and you know, I've driven through Oklahoma City, dude, and <laughs> respects to you know I. Respect to every, anyone who lives in Oklahoma City, but it was not the biggest place out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, um, I don't know. Like, it seems like they actually have a very good fan base too, so maybe that's not a really good, like, comparison. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, a top 15 size city should have a basketball team, you know?
0: Yeah, so if... And they're, yeah, keep going. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I was just saying, like, and they were talking about... Um, within the next five years after COVID ends, mm-hmm. obviously, cause they want to like slowly gradually get that revenue back up again. They're thinking about adding two teams, Seattle. And then they were talking about Vegas, oh. you know, they they're always going to throw in the whole like Mexico city thing. Yeah. But like, I'd like to see it before I hear about it, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I could see, I could see a world where it's like maybe in like 2024 or 2025 after re- the, the NBA recovers from COVID they add like Seattle and Vegas or something like that.
0: That'd be cool. I mean, so would we yeah. put Vegas in the East then you'd have to put Vegas in the East because obviously they put us in the West, right? Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, I so. I, yeah. And you know, that's big. I mean, now we even have the hockey team here, you know, that's big. I'm so excited for that. <laughs> so we got the big hockey, you know, yeah, we, got I got the, got... we got a pretty cool lo- like a logo too. That's what's crazy about it. Oh, you already said bro. You're... I didn't even take the sticker off. <laughs> you already <laughs> locked in. <laughs> Um, How good is that? So, in in, in terms of cities, um, w- w- I mean, I had this conversation with my girlfriend actually. Like, the top five cities, are we in that top five in your mind? Because it's really close. I
1: think, yeah, In just terms of like everything. Yeah, you like could, totally, totally subjective. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't
0: really got to go too in depth, but like in your mind, in the country, top five cities.
1: Dude, I think so. I think it's just. It's it's some sort of beautiful that you can be like in downtown Seattle mm-hmm. and then you can go half hour away and you're in, Mount, you know, you, you, you can do like a hike with the waterfall, mm-hmm. like another hour away. You're in Mount Rainier, mm-hmm. like the combination of just um, the nature and the diversity and the food and you have the water right there. Mm-hmm. I mean it's got it's got everything dude and then it has you know four fortune 500
0: companies mm-hmm. yeah, and so, so you
1: have like this in which you have are- this yeah. in oh yeah I mean, amazon boeing microsoft and you have this like influx of people all around the world that are moving to seattle and this is just like dude this is not this this wasn't the situation when we were like kids mm-hmm this has been something that's like slowly been building up in the last like two decades just because of those companies, dude. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, I look at those companies. Yeah, you're right. We got Boeing, Starbucks, Amazon, which are all huge yeah. companies. And then, you know, even look at it, like the next tier down, you have like gaming companies such as like, um, I think we have valve Nintendo. Um, we have a lot of big gaming. Yeah. I, I actually heard is in Seattle too. Um, there's a lot of um Dang. yeah, I actually just saw that today. I was actually buying my ticket to Buffalo. I'm going back out there and it says their headquarters okay. is in um Seattle. So I was like, I don't know if they were made here, but oh. they're at least here, you know. Um it's yeah. cra- it's crazy to say here as I'm like on the tip of like Washington. I'm like on the farthest tip away. But I mean I'm from you know, I'm four two five, you know. And um Yeah. So to stay with the city, to stay with the city part, you know, I see your questions a lot on Instagram, yeah. and your the questions you ask your people on your stories, and there's actually been one I I don't know if you said it or if I thought of it after a question you asked, but it was your thoughts on COVID. Uh, yeah, I should ask your thoughts on COVID and what it's doing to the job force for remote working because I'm looking at it now, it's almost ending the metropolitan. Era in my mind to see that yeah. people are able to work from home, like these big gaming headquarters that are you know six stories tall, or you know take six stories of a huge building. They they don't mm-hmm. even have to be there no more. So that allows people, as long as they got a good internet service. What's your thoughts on that? Do you think that's good? Do you think that's bad? Because um, I think it's good. On the I haven't really done much thinking, but I think good for sure. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I definitely think it's a good thing mm-hmm. in terms of the individual has a lot more leverage and a lot more freedom Mm -hmm. about what they actually want out of a job. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and this is something that my company is doing. They're saying, Hey, we're not going to really come in and I'm going to start remotely in January Mm -hmm. and we're going to be in person in March, but it's sort of a negotiation sort of thing where they're like, Hey, if you want to do Friday and Monday from home and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in the office or whatever combination Mm -hmm. you want, Um, You do you based on, are you an introvert, extrovert? Do you like to interact with people on a daily basis? You know, stuff like that. And I think whenever you have, whenever you're giving your employees more options like that, that, I mean, that has to be a plus, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess that leads into the question of, you know, what that does for big cities, Mm -hmm. because I would assume the majority, the majority of people do not want to work in person five days a week after experiencing remote work, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's a very real real question. And, you know, maybe New York City will never be New York City ever again. Mm -hmm. And that's scary for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, I've been seeing stories about how converted office buildings can become uh, – have you ever seen a vertical farm before? No. You ever seen those? Yeah, so vertical farm is just basically – uh agriculture but in a skyscraper and just like a leveled um
0: oh so sort of like building. A tall, so it's, it's sort of building it's like a fall fucking tall farming building
1: yeah dude and like that's just something that you couldn't even even the technology wasn't there a decade ago mm-hmm. and so i think that this is a time where big cities can get creative with shit like that where you know instead of a bunch of office buildings. You can have a vertical farm. You can Mm -hmm. have uh, affordable housing with a new project like that. You can build a new park. You can Mm -hmm. build a new cultural center, dude. And so, like, I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing Mm -hmm. that you're having um, these, you know, businessmen and women moving out of New York City. You can cater more towards the people that are already there and Mm -hmm. they're going to stay there with, like, new creative ventures like that.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you were to tell me someone was going to put like a vertical farm like that and, you know, maybe a cultural center, man, and I'm in that little studio apartment. Hey, man, that's more things for me to be enjoyable and to stay here because, um, yeah, you know, I was looking, you know, again, my girlfriend was looking at studios in Seattle. And, you know, you look at the price and you the size and you're like, fuck, dude, like I'm not getting yeah. too much. I, I, I at least need some amenities around me to make this worth it. And this yeah. apartment complex had amenities and it was, you know, sort of worth it actually. But like you're saying, if you're able to use that space to say, Hey, let's, let's put a field here or Hey, let's put a, I'm not saying they're going to be able to move the 36 story building, but <laughs> yeah. you know, they're gonna like, all right, COVID is, we're just going to take it down. We're going to put a basketball court here. It's not going to work like that. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just crazy to me because I, you know, I feel like if you were able to tell, if I were able to tell you, or myself, because I know I had a commute to Archbishop. It wasn't that yeah. big of a deal, but some people are traveling farther. If you're like, Hey, you don't got to commute here two hours out of your day, both ways. If you just stay home mm-hmm. and do your work, a lot of people are going to be happy about that. So Dallas though. So you're going all the way out to Dallas. And if you yes, don't mind, sir. what are you going to be doing? Cause I am, um, I saw your LinkedIn page. I, I you know, I um, saw your LinkedIn page and I saw your company, but it, I didn't really know what you're doing, you know, from your LinkedIn. So I'd love to hear, um, what you're going to be doing, Dallas, you know, one bedroom apartment, two bedroom, you got roommates, what's going on? Whatever you're willing to <laughs> yeah, share. Course, obviously. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm moving in January mm-hmm. and it's with my buddy Reese mm-hmm. and Reese and I were roomed back at university of Alabama. So it's cool kind of like yeah. maintaining that continuity at that. But I'm trying to be living in the Victory Park Mm -hmm. uh, neighborhood, and that is where the Mavericks Arena is, the Dallas Stars Arena is, and it's sort of like, I like to tell people, it's kind of like areas of like downtown Bellevue, where you have like the movie theater over here, you have a couple of cool restaurants and trendy bars and stuff like that, so like it very much caters to like someone in their younger twenties. And so I'm excited about that. Yeah. And then I guess in terms of the job, um, my place is going to be like a 20 minute walk from work. So Mm -hmm. I'll I'll be able to like not have to have a longer commute like that. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really important to me at least. And Oliver Wyman is basically a strategy consulting company where a, um, a separate company, such for example, Amazon will bring in a strategy consultant and say, "Hey, we are not selling this certain product enough. Um, can you do some research why? And then can you try to like turn this problem around?" Oh wow! And so, I mean, that's just you know one example, but you, they basically, when you first step into the office, when I'm going to start in January, they have this really cool employee basically called the staffing manager. Mm-hmm. And he or she will basically say, "Hey, what are your preferences? What industry do you want to work in? Mm-hmm. What city do you want to work in?" Because we travel a lot, and they'll like match you up. So, something that really interests me is healthcare,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, just because every single year uh, healthcare becomes more privatized, and um, essentially less of it is coming g- going to go from the government, and there's more companies that are competing. And bringing out more innovative products, which is a good thing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, like, very interested in, like, regenerative regenerative medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, basically, working with people who have loss of hearing, who have loss of eyesight. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, like, really cool genetic research coming out right now where we can actually, like, tackle that problem. Wow. So, that's really – yeah, that's really encouraging to me where people who, in the past – could have been disabled in any physical way shape or form and now we're able to talk tackle that with science and technology it's it's uh it's pretty fascinating for me
0: oh yeah man it, it's crazy to see someone who doesn't have a limb i, I know i am making a big leap but like who you know had their yeah. limb broken off, but then they can have like this arm that has fingers like you know 10 years ago that wasn't a thing you know it was kind of like yeah. unless you were like uh michael jackson you weren't getting that technology you know it's um it's slowly i think it's 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 coming down the um it's coming down to be more affordable and i think that's really key
1: so what's your what's your this is going to go off in a rabbit hole so but what's your what's your opinion on that like if the technology if the technology was there where you could um let's say you're you're fully functioning nothing's going incorrectly but like uh you have like this new robot arm model that's coming out and everyone's getting it for Christmas mm-hmm. and you know um, it's a quick and easy surgery or something like that. Like what, what's your opinion? Do you see like, like what I do Ethical?
0: It? Yeah. Any ethical arguments with that? Uh, I think it would really. Um, yeah. I, I like, I like that question a lot. Um, I don't know personally if I would do it. I mean, I, I say that now, but like say, yeah, if, if a doctor or you came up to me, you're like, hey, I'm working, Dom. Here's the new the new arm. Just say, for instance, you're the sales guy. Yeah. Here, here's Your arm's fine, right? But in 60 years, it might not be the same. What if I gave you this robotic arm and it lasts you 90 years? Yeah. You know, I'd sit there and... Uh... Because, man, I got my appendix out and that was like nothing. Me too. Yeah, me gang, too. gang, bro. <laughs> I got my appendix out and it was like nothing. You know, so now, like, but ten years ago, I saw my cousin. My cousin, her dad, got his appendix out, and he showed me the big scar he had because, like, they had to like do more because it like it wasn't as it wasn't laparoscopic. And um, so I look at it in ten years, like, but yeah, so I don't know, dude. I I think it would really mess up the sports world. To be honest with you, it would make it kind of. I was just about to mention that. Yeah, (laughs) in the sports world, I think would be like, um. Yeah. I mean, that means Tom Brady would be able to play another, what, you know, or pitchers could play, you know, back-to-back games or, you know, yeah. fighters can fight longer, you know, and I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I, I, I think I wouldn't do it personally. And I think you shouldn't be able to get that stuff unless you're injured, but that's a hard line to draw.
1: Yeah. That's a very hard line to draw for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just a couple of comments on like the sports thing, like mm-hmm. what, what, how does that affect the sports world where, you know, I can physically become through science and technology stronger enough to the point where I can look at Derrick Henry Mm -hmm. and I'm like, you know, I can have Derrick Henry's body through just science and health. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, how did, yeah, exactly. Like how does that affect the sports world? And also dude, I mean, in terms of like UFC and boxing and stuff like that, we're gonna get to a point where we're gonna i mean there's already shows where it's like very primitive robots Mm -hmm. but robots that are fighting each other what happens when we have like humanoid robots fighting each other i'd pay 50 bucks for that oh yeah are you kidding me to go to a stadium to fight, and and especially when you knew like no humans were like being hurt in the process Mm -hmm. like i'd pay 50 bucks to watch like robots go at
2: it <laughs> that would be pretty cool bro
0: but then yeah you know but then we're 10 years down the line for them saying why don't we just beat up all the fans and take their money you know <laughs> <laughs> you know then they'll be like let's just beat up the humans bro like yeah so what? what's your th- i mean every time this 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 thing comes up and this this conversation will come up a lot you know well robots will take over but then there's that bonehead in the corner that says mm-hmm. well there's always got to be someone who works on them You know that guy is always there. He's always there. (laughs) So, I mean, they're eventually going to just be like, "We don't need that bonehead either." You know, like that argument always gets me. I feel like they're replaceable too. Um, but yeah, dude. I mean, it it shapes the Olympics. It it shapes the Olympics for sure too. Because if I were to say, "Hey, Andrew, I'll give you Usain Bolt's legs," it it, I think it, it I think it slowly becomes more pay to win and it's the world's already kind of like that and i know that might sound fucked up to say but mm-hmm. you know the best trainers with the best people the best coaches the best tr- nutritionists they're going to obviously probably do better than someone who doesn't have that yeah but if i were to say okay i can give usain bolt even better legs now and that what's to say like he can't do that
1: No, but that's actually a really good point. I mean, like, you're completely right. It will turn into a money game. Mm -hmm. And right now, at least, you're right. Like, people can hire trainers and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's – a lot of it is based on talent Mm -hmm. and physical gifts of, you know, what your body looks like. Mm -hmm. And that kind of evens out the playing field in terms of, you know – uh what socioeconomic background you grow you grew up in and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I mean I never even thought about it in that that way. That really will change.
0: Yeah. Because, you know, unless you're born six eight, two forty pounds, like with LeBron James, you know, it's you could be born like that, but if you, you know, get noticed and you get that I don't know what I'm really saying, dude. Sometimes I just kinda start talking. But <laughs> <laughs> it's Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like the genetic gifts definitely play a big part in that, especially in the sporting world. Um, but yeah, so to, to your job, if I were to say, Andrew, so I'm guessing this is what I kind of get from your job. And for the people who maybe are a little stumped with me too, in podcasting, say I have, I have a product I want to sell and it's not selling. That's when I would come to you and you would say, all right, Dom, you got to advertise it this way. Or do you say, are you in advertising? Are you marketing? And it's, I'm kind of lost too. Or is it all? Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I would say, I would describe it as like more strategy, like operation sort of thing. So I'd be like, I mean, to be honest, it's like everything under the sun, like marketing included, but Mm -hmm. I would basically crunch the numbers and say, okay, what's your viewership look like? Mm -hmm. What demographics are they from? Stuff like that. And you would hire me to basically like, look at all your, stats Mm -hmm. and configure some sort of a plan um some of them go go right some of them don't go right Mm -hmm. but some sort of a plan looking forward um and most of most of it comes from you like Mm -hmm. you were you would be the one that say i'm lacking in this area or i'm lacking in that area and then i would try to address that um but that's kind of how it works. I'm I'm trying to answer it the best I can. Yeah. I don't know if that ha- helps.
0: So, yeah. In in your world, I mean, I I'm looking at it from if a big um do you guys only stop because you said healthcare? So, yeah. I'm imagining those are the kind of businesses that come to you, but if um Joe Rogan came to you, would you guys be able to do something like that too? Or does it stop at like big corporations or because like obviously if, you know, Joe Rogan comes up, "Hey, I want to have more viewers." Is yeah. that you guys or would you guys got to be like, we're in the commerce or we're in this, you know, with that, you know, I'm just kind of picking your brain.
1: No, no. I mean, yeah, it's a good question. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we're kind of like a, a mid-level size consulting firm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously like people, uh, corporations are usually the ones that will hire us just cause they have the money to hire mm-hmm. us. But you know, someone like Joe Rogan, mm-hmm has the money to hire a consulting firm. So yeah, I mean, he very well could say, hey, um, I need help with marketing strategy, this, that, stuff like that. Um, And a lot of it, I would say a lot of the work is dealing with like data analytics. And I know that's kind of a buzzword, Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of our work has to do with like market research and looking at data analytics and coming out with like an ultimate plan. So just to answer your question a little more succinctly, I would say like, most of the, uh, most of our clients are like big corporations, mm-hmm. um, but private wealth management of like very wealthy people is also kind of a part of it too.
0: So like taxes kind of thing or more of like, uh, they just want to make more money off their money kind of thing.
1: It's not really, it's not really taxes. Mm-hmm. That's more like uh, accounting and stuff like that. Um, and private wealth management is like a whole different ball game, honestly, but this is kind of more like. If that huge uh, family who has a bunch of wealth mm-hmm. runs some sort of a small business or has their own business or something like that, uh, they can hire us. But another cool thing that I think I should mention is basically we have this like really cool thing that focuses on nonprofit work. Mm-hmm. And the Dallas office specifically works with Dallas County Education System. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the things I was looking for. Like I wanted to have a job where I could work in strategy consulting, but I also wanted to be able to help the community out in some way. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to just like try to fix Amazon and Microsoft and these like billion dollar corporations problems. I mean, that's cool, but I also wanted to like be all over the community. And so they will allow Dallas County uh, um, low income neighborhood schools to garner our services for free and then we'll help them out with how much should you pay your teachers um where are you getting where are you getting your funding from is the government giving you enough funding and how do you negotiate for more funding stuff like that wow so that's yeah so that's something i'm really excited about specifically just because um about like like a quarter of our work usually deals with some sort of nonprofit in the offices area
0: That's really cool. Yeah. Because like you said, you know, there, you want to have a balance where you're like, Hey, I want to help every, the whole spectrum, you know, I don't want to just help the Amazons or the people who have the money. And I think that's really huge because in public schools, you know, that funding is everything. It's the difference between, you know, um, a field trip, you know, a year to a couple and you know, those, some experiences, um, some of the field trips I went on were from my senior year. When I went to my um, other school, we went to go visit colleges, and something, yeah. you know, if we're able to get just a little bit more funding to do that, it's huge. It could change somebody's career path. It could change someone where they want to do, you know, anything. So I think that's really cool that you're, you're up to doing that, dude. And, I you know, keep keep grinding away, you know.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that, bro.
0: Yeah, and I, I had something I was going to say after that. But um,
1: I, I, I just really want to say quickly, yeah. though, like in terms of like the whole like public schools and mm-hmm. funding and stuff like that. One of the first things that is taken away is the college advisors Mm -hmm. and the counselors and the counseling service centers, whether it deals with what college do I go to, but also whether it deals with, hey, I'm not doing so good in the mental health department. I need help with this. And that's usually the first thing to go away. So, I mean, you were right on the point where. Yeah, funding is everything, and more money should be put into those exact regions.
0: Yeah, and um, yeah, that's a. I could actually go off that because um, the first time I actually went to a counselor was in a, in a school at my um, community college, and I, you know, I didn't really realize how much how nice it was until like I was able to go talk to someone, and it was kind of just like, "Hey, I need to talk," and that was yeah. available to a student, and I was like, "If this is available even through K through twelve imagine and especially now um with where kids are sitting at the computer for 12 hours a day you know they yeah. don't have the recess to even go to they don't have the even the the walking ability to go to their locker room you know or you know anything so i think that mental health is even going to make a bigger strong push um kevin love actually from the calves had a big mental health thing a while ago and i think mm-hmm. um even now it's even becoming more of a bigger problem i'm not saying he's the only guy to ever bring up mental health yeah but i think now with covid it definitely is going to hit a lot of people i actually just recently started therapy back up and yeah. um, i think everybody should have it i mean i don't i didn't have oh, like yeah. a traumatic childhood at all but you yeah. know for me to even just have that i think everybody should have it and if k through 12s can offer it for the time being and not have to worry about the payment i think that's wonderful you know?
1: Yeah, no dude. And I had a buddy of mine tell this to me where they were saying, you know, and don't only, don't only go to therapy when things are going bad, mm-hmm. go to therapy when things are going well mm-hmm. and you need to like check yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And you can like, for example, if you go to therapy when even things are going well, you can say, Oh, how did I get to this position? Mm-hmm. You know, I got to this position cause I changed this in my life or, uh, I started interacting with these kind of people or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that was just a really cool thing to me because we always think about therapy like I'm going to therapy because this area of my life yep. is not sufficient. But you know, everyone should go even when times are going going well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good. Th- I I went into last year when I was I was in it. I had a last therapist, and I remember I I walked in, and I was like, you know, I don't want to talk about my how my day was bad. Like, can I talk about how it was good? And, you know, when the therapist saw that, it was like a light bulb, you know, and they're like, that's why you're here. You know, you're here to talk about the good days as much as your bad. And the bad is easier to talk about because it's more apparent or apparent or, you know, the right word. I don't know which one it is, but, um, I think you're right. Yeah. It it should be just as valuable to go, even if you're um, not even struggling because you're able to evaluate the things. I'm basically repeating what you said, but, um, yeah, man, it's fucking, it's nuts, man. And what we do, to go back to your job, I kind of do something similar, but it's with um, clients of, like, social media. And I've kind of, okay. I have um, I pigeonholed myself into this job in a great way. I was able to message this guy and get this gig, and we were able to work with guys like Joe Rogan, Theo Vaughn, and all those guys and stuff. So we basically are. You,
1: you've worked with those guys?
0: Yeah, I have. I've done their work. Wow. I haven't I haven't met them. But um I I'll send crazy. I'll send you some info <laughs> after the show. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. Um No, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But um so what we do is say say Andrew, you come up to me. You're like, "Hey Dom, I got 20,000 followers over this post. I want to monetize this. What do I do?" You know? I yeah. don't I have no idea what to do. So we'd say, "All right, you got to start posting or you know, we basically do the consult strategy consulting for like social media so it was kind of cool to see like the the parallels because that's why i asked you about joe rogan i was like so if that happened to you how would you guys approach it yeah and that was the internship i was in i'm not in it no longer but i have like a gig at that spot if i at that job if i want to but um it's just really cool to see how people need help with things like that and a lot of people think oh that person got famous overnight it's like well they had a body of work they had that post and then from there they needed hey i need you know we had a client who blew up out of nowhere had a huge following and basically is mm-hmm. like you know a post a day isn't cutting it you know unless yeah. you're rihanna you know childish gambino those guys can get away with not having a social media presence cuz cuz they have music or they yep. you know they have a whole career of work but if somebody they're like hey i want to maintain this um, did you see the guy with the cranberry juice, the Ocean Spray guy? <laughs> that guy, <laughs> dog face, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's another indigenous creator. So shout out to him. But um, yeah, that's cool. Um, someone like him would want to maintain that, you know, mm-hmm. not just be a one hit wonder. And so that's what we kind of manage or evaluate people like. Hey, should we keep this guy, or is it like a one? It's kind of cutthroat, and is is you know that's yeah. what business is, and. I guess I guess that's kind of a shameful thing to say. Everything's kind of cutthroat, but yeah. So it's kind of cool to see those similarities, and, dude. And it, yeah,
1: I, I'm just thinking about in terms of like that must be getting that job must be getting harder and harder because mm-hmm. maybe it's a little easier to gauge whether someone's successful on podcasts, mm-hmm. but how do you gauge someone who's successful on TikTok? Just because mm-hmm. the barrier to the barrier to entry, like you can just like Mm -hmm. what you said his name was Dogface. yeah that was his name yeah you can you know hit the jackpot with one post Mm -hmm. and you never saw it coming and you don't know if you're ever going to do it again Mm -hmm. and that's a lot it's a it's a lot harder to gauge whether someone is going to be successful on a social media platform like that Mm -hmm. um but yeah i guess just to also talk about like with like Joe Rogan and Theo Vaughn and uh, Tim Dillon's another good mm-hmm. one, I, Andrew Shoals, I yep. like him a lot. Um, but even if you quote unquote are successful at what you do, that being podcasting,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that doesn't mean they want to get even more successful and mm-hmm. they could have 3.9 million followers, but that doesn't, they're going to want 4.2. They're going to want 4.7. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like that's why they would hire someone like you. And that's a really cool space. I didn't know you were doing that.
0: Yeah. So that's where I wanted to ask you a lot of people from, you know, I'm, I'm pretty deep in the podcasting world. That's where I'm taking my career and that's why I'm doing this. And yeah, because I even want to be like producers for it. That's how You know, I I applied for a Spotify podcasting internship to do all that kind of stuff. But yeah, um, I want to ask you as a person who, I don't, I don't know if you're in the podcasting realm, if you're, you know head first in like i am but where do you see it what does it see where as a person who just to ask where do you see mm-hmm. it in five years you know
1: yeah no that's a really good question i would say i think a lot of it is gonna be kind of more geared to what shoals is doing mm-hmm. with like Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um I think crowdfunding is just going to become more popular and popular mm-hmm. where you have someone who doesn't necessarily have a lot of upfront cash but they have good content. Mm-hmm. And so you will use a platform like Patreon where people can donate 2 bucks an episode, 3 bucks an episode, stuff like that. I think in that sense it's only going to become more popular. Mm-hmm. Um and then I always go through this thing where I'm saying we have shorter and shorter attention spans. Mm -hmm. And so on one hand of the thing, I want to say that podcasts are going to become shorter and shorter Mm -hmm. to kind of like compete with like TikTok and whatever the next app is going to be. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But at the same time, I mean, Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan is more popular than ever and he has three hour podcasts. So, I mean, that's extremely fascinating to me, but I, I guess I think it's, I guess my gut feeling is as we get further and further to the future, podcasts are going to be a little shorter than they Mm -hmm. are today.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and um, to comment on what you said, that's why on my um, Instagram I have minute clips because, you know, even with this podcast, there's going to be a select few people, probably the people who are, you know, close friends with you, close friends with me that will listen to the full thing. But most of the people are going to see the content that I splice up. And that's just how it, yeah. how it happens. And with that, you know, I'm trying to get you know post today and keep the the content like that. But I think, to be honest, this is my big my big um, idea and what I think is going to happen. And I've heard this from comp- um, compilations of other podcasts as well. but okay. with, with Joe Rogan signing that Spotify deal, I think was as big as like Patrick Mahome's quarterback deal, you know, for the whole podcasting world. I know because I'm not Joe Rogan, but that opens eyes to the idea of people that could get paid for this in big money like that, because a hundred million dollars for what was his 10 years or I don't know what it was.
1: Something like that. Something
0: like that. But I think it's going to be huge because I think there's going to be a streaming service that will come out one day. And then who's to say you can't get all these podcasts for free. And these podcasters are going to be getting paid by their streams and I think it's going to be huge. And I think Spotify is going to be big at it. Um, I yep. think a lot of people are going to compete with Spotify. And I think that's, I see, I see it where it's going. Cause it gives a lot of people creative control. Like look at Netflix. Netflix says, yep. if I was Netflix and you were the creator, I'd say, here's $200,000. Go make your series. And we'll see if it approves. And a majority of the time it does. And, you're good. You have full creative control. And I think that's what these podcasts are turning into. Cause it's easy. Like I have an iPhone that records me. This mic yep. was pretty expensive. I'll give you that. And a good Wi-Fi connection. And I'm on FaceTime. It's not that, you know, like <laughs> it, it's not like yeah. you need a studio no more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, good friends, good network. And you're good.
1: And you can say whatever you want
0: and you can say whatever you want. And I think that's, what's just beautiful about it, man. And, um, I know i I think we got about ten minutes left before um actually, we can go as long as you want. I just don't want to keep you long longer than you gotta yeah. stay, but no um problem, so I don't really know where to jump to. I did get a question from um Mike Leslie, Schlong, the guy we were at a pool together if you <laughs> if you <remember. laughs> so yeah, um, remember, yeah so for anybody who doesn't understand the reference me Mike Andrew, and Darian were once in a pool, and we were. Summer day, playing at a pool, playing football. And we were just having a good time. And that was one of the first times we hung out. But um, the question actually, it it didn't really make much sense, but I I had to ask because he asked it. He's like, what do boogers taste like, Andrew? So What do what? "What Boogers taste like. And I was like, so that's his question. Do you know what boogers taste like?
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, I've had a couple in my day. (laughs) So, oh, I'm trying to say... What could it relate to? I mean, oh, what do boogers taste like? That's so tough, man.
0: It is kind of a tough one, you know. It's like, uh, maybe like
1: a, a shitty seafood or something like that.
0: Yeah. If you had the, um,
1: it's kind of like has like a texture of like some like shitty like scallops or something like that. Yeah, I don't like know, a man. shitty
0: rock candy that went old or something. Yeah. You know, or maybe it's like the, uh, you know, the, you know, you go to Red Lobster And there's like a crumb on the napkin And then some water gets on it or something And then, you know, you pick it up When you're wiping oh, your red face lobster
1: is Red Lobster is terrible, dude I hate Red dude, Lobster Dude, I haven't
0: had Red Lobster in fucking <laughs> uh, Dude, I, I want to say probably 13 years And I don't even know if I can remember many things From 13 years ago But that is one of them It wasn't a terrible COVID. experience <laughs> But I haven't had it since COVID's gonna kill that like kind of mid-range
1: restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like Red Lobster where the food's not that great mm-hmm. and it's not it's not even that cheap. No. You know? Wait, so It's like
0: Is that all? You garden? You can't
1: walk out of Yeah, Olive Garden's in that mix. Uh I know I know people want to throw Red Robin in there, but you got to put some respect on Red Robin's yeah. name. So I'm, I'm not, not going to say
2: Yeah,
1: I t- to say disrespecting that. them. Yeah, but I'll say like, yeah, Olive Garden, uh Applebee's, um just shit like that dude like i think like people are not gonna want to like slowly pay 15 bucks for shitty food like that
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> dude i get a stomach ache when i eat applebee's every time yeah man i'm not joking um that's a good point though i mean i think a lot of people would come to p- pitchforks and you know torches to your house if you you know disrespect olive garden though I know some Olive Garden fans, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I like I like Olive. All- and I know you have that one near your place. Yeah. Um, people would definitely no, be like,
0: I, what? But I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm not a I huge just, Olive Garden fan.
1: I just think I like that it. like that's that type of restaurant is gonna kinda go away. And I think COVID's only like accelerating that, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean people are like less less apt to like go out and eat in general.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and I'll be honest, like when I'm at this moment in time, I'll go out to eat during COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, you put your mask on, you sit down, and all that. Mm-hmm. But I'm only gonna go out to a place that like the food's really good. It's worth. It. Like I'm gonna, I'm yeah, I'm only gonna risk the whole COVID thing <laughs> if that if, if the food is good. So you're so tell- I'm not going to Applebee's, dude.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you're telling me. I'm only going out unless I can get a good meal. I'll risk this, this pandemic virus for a good meal. You're saying,
1: <laughs> yeah, man, it's just not worth it. You know, maybe, maybe before COVID, when I was in the middle of nowhere yeah. and I was super tired and I just wanted a low level burger, then Applebee's is a spot, man, for mm-hmm. sure. But I'm not risking that shit for. Her for an applebee's burger anymore oh yeah dude it's a
0: it's a big thing dude it's like when you're really hungry and you look at your toe and you're just and i don't think it's really like that but Uh, (laughs) um but but what's uh, your
1: what i was gonna say what's your opinion on like um like uber eats and Grubhub and like postmates and stuff like that
0: i think they're a ripoff um same i i mean it's outrageous I actually used to de- be a, one of those drivers. I did uh, Mr. Delivery out here in Pullman um, and it sucked because nobody tips. Um, yeah. College kids. I bet you if I did it in Seattle, it'd be a lot different. Um, Maybe. I don't know. But I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> I think they're too expensive. I mean, um, yeah, but they definitely are making a killing. They're making a killing. I know somebody who, yeah. um, who sold their business in Canada that it was like, it was like the Postmates of Canada. And they made a fucking shit ton, dude. Because they sold the whole business. And it was like a triple-figure triple, triple figure million, you know, or million-dollar deal. Millions of dollars. Jeez. But what's your thoughts on them? Do you not like them?
1: I mean, I, I haven't done it in like a year. Just because, mm-hmm. I mean... I got like a big Mac and fries with my buddy back in Tuscaloosa mm-hmm. and it, the bill turned out to be, you know, $27 yeah. and it's like, what's going on, man?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and yeah, I mean, that's a good perspective on your side too, just cause like I know the price of the food is not worth it for the consumer, mm-hmm. but it sounds like it's also not worth it for the guy driving the car. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly.
0: It, yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it's a ripoff to both people. And I'm surprised that the business is actually, I've never really looked at it from that, but both sides are kind of getting ripped off.
1: And yeah. And the restaurant, not only the guy driving the car who may be the third party, but also the restaurant. Like I heard like they take like 30 to 40% of the actual uh, bill and it, it goes just to Grubhub or Uber or whatever like that. But I mean, I see value, especially during COVID, I see value for Mm -hmm. why like, food delivery service is a thing but you know if you don't have to do it um I, I just don't think it's wise to like waste your money like that
0: yeah unless you really just want your favorite restaurant to be delivered to and you can't get there i get that like the only time i think i think deliveries to me were only really susceptible to me when as i was i was 14 and my mom would go to work and leave me 20 for pizza that's like when deliveries were key you know but now it's yeah. like, Dom, get up When you and... didn't have a car Yeah, it's like, Dom, yeah. get up and go to the fucking store You know, like now, nowadays <laughs> It's just like, you know Right But like, back then it was like Oh, okay, I got $20, I'll, like, if pizza's $15 i will tip 5 he gets $5 tip You know, we're good But there wasn't, there was really none of that When we, we were kids It was only takeout and pizza, right? I mean
1: yeah did we have
0: did we have stuff out? i mean did you
1: i want to say no i don't i don't think so when did that start like when did all of this start like 2015 or some shit like that dude yeah let me see i want to say like 2015
0: so what should i look up when did what was the first one was it postmates or uber eats or maybe maybe grubhub when did grubhub start They better not try to lie to me and be like, it started 2000, I hate that, 2004, it started. No. But when did it, like, get, okay, it said when, okay, it said it began testing food delivery in 2014, Postmates was 2011, DoorDash 2013, and uh, and Uber Eats 2014. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, that's what, six years ago, seven years ago? Yeah, dude. That's it's relatively new.
1: And now people are getting groceries delivered to their front door.
0: Yeah. <laughs> dude, so let me ask you, in COVID, where were were you in were you in Alabama when COVID first hit?
1: I was in uh I was in the middle of Peru. I was in Cusco, Peru.
0: What? How did Peru handle <laughs> it?
1: Oh God, dude. I mean it was uh it was a crazy situation. So me and my buddy wanted to go to Peru for spring break. Okay. And we already knew COVID was like going on. We knew that like there was a possibility that we would have to like fly back to America and like cut the trip short,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but we thought we were going to have enough time to. Mm-hmm. But so essentially, we got to Lima, the capital of Peru. We we already had like spent a bu- bunch of money, so we wanted to do it, and then we went to like this lake, mm-hmm. um, and then we went over to Cusco, and. That's when, like, when we went to Cusco, that's when shit hit the fan, Mm -hmm. where COVID started spreading in South America as well. It had already, like, spread in America
2: and everything like that.
1: But the president of Peru, um, you know, for good or for bad, shut down the country within, like, 10 hours. What? And we're in the middle of this lake town, dude. (laughs) Living it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and, like... Wi-Fi, we have our phone, but, like, we barely can, like, reach, like, a certain mm. place or anything. we, You know, we can't find, like, where the nearest, like, flight in the airport is and all of that. Um, so it was just one of those things where we looked up nearest flight. All the flights were full. And so me and my buddy Mitch were just like, dude, we got to prepare for being in Peru for a minute here because mm-hmm. we're not getting out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up being in Peru for two weeks until we had to have a united states government flight fly us back to miami and uh get us out of peru yeah it was a crazy crazy story dude
0: so (laughs) so you what you you hit up the government were you like yo what's the 411 what's the government's number they'll come pick us up in two weeks is that kind of what happened yeah
1: it was wild dude so basically
0: run me through the whole thing
1: yeah yeah i guess peru is like a super touristy place i had no idea Mm -hmm. I I always thought it was like, you know, Brazil is where they have like carnival and stuff like that. But Peru is a super big tourist destination. And so we weren't the only ones stuck. Mm -hmm. There was like thousands and thousands of Americans stuck in Peru. Mm -hmm. And so they ended up making this Facebook group about like, hey, join this Facebook group. uh, Put your name, what state you're from, how old are you, stuff like that. Because they were trying to prioritize like the elderly people to go back first. And so essentially, it was like a grassroots grassroots program where this everyone in the Facebook group started sending messages to the local governor and the, the local senator and Damn. stuff like that. And so you'd have people from Florida sending letters to Marco Rubio. And then Marco Rubio would talk to the Peruvian government and basically say, we need to get these people out. And so that's how they started getting like pressure on trying to rescue mm-hmm. especially like the elderly people and sending them back to the united states who could be exposed exposed to covid and then you know we kept getting uh emails like the government the united states has um evacuated this many people this many people this many people and slowly and slowly we got to you know we were two 20 year old college dudes yeah so we were we were the last priority. Yeah, you know <laughs> they're like, saying? dude,
0: let them stay.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably didn't want us back, honestly. Keep them there. Yeah, um, but it took two and a half more weeks. So we were there for a to- for a total of like twenty days in Peru until we finally got that email. That's like, hey, give us your information. You are you are going to be on the next flight that's heading out tomorrow. And damn, we. Did- yeah, we had to pack our stuff. Like, we had to walk to the airport. And it wasn't just Americans, dude. There was uh, a line of Australians. There was a line of Japanese people. There were there was like 40 different countries where they're trying to bring their people back to their original country, dude.
0: Dude, whose idea were you just like, yo, let's, let's go check Facebook? That would have been the last thing I would have done, dude. Like, I'm going to go check a Facebook group. Was that your idea or was that your buddy's idea?
1: So I think it happened like, because during this entire time, you know me and mitch were like talking to our parents about hey what should we do stuff like that and i think mitch's mom was the one where she heard from like some local news story that like other peruvians were stuck uh, other americans were stuck in peru Mm -hmm. and so i think mitch's mom was the one that was basically like hey i guess there's like some facebook group Mm -hmm. um so that's essentially how we found out and the rest is history dude dude. shout out to mitch's mom
0: (laughs) bro Yeah, Yeah, I know.
1: She's a a real one.
0: Dude, got Um, you out of Peru.
1: Yeah, no kidding. But it was kind of crazy, dude. I mean, I was just listening to, I think it might have been like the Wall Street Journal. Mm -hmm. I was reading the Wall Street Journal the other day, and there's still like people stuck over there, man.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, dude. I believe it. I was, I mean, I know some people that were stuck in France. Like the U.S. said, we don't want you back, dude. Like France is like the worst right now. Stay over there. And I was like, "What if you had no money? Like you're going to be on the street eventually." Yeah, and, yeah, dude, and it's kind. Of, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it, it's kind of funny because apparently Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. was stuck in Peru, Peru the same time we were. What? But that got that dude got out. That dude had some private jet on speed dial, oh, and he yeah. got out before the he got out before the restrictions ended. But they were interviewing Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers was like, yeah, man, that would have sucked. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm living right now, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's all, oh, I couldn't imagine doing that, man. Like, it's like, yeah, you're like, yeah, regular people like me had to go through it. Dude, Aaron Rodgers, man. Oh, yeah, he definitely had a private jet, dude. Imagine if he was there, yeah. though, with you, like, they met at Mistriction, and he was, like, in 22C right next to you, and you just got to sit next yeah. to Aaron Rodgers, bro. Oh, man. Would you tell him you're a Seahawks fan? Oh yeah. Okay, good. I'm sure. Well,
1: I mean, he beat us last year. So oh, yeah, he did. I mean, I think more than anything, he's like, hey man, like, I'm I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, Especially in a position
0: like that, where he's like just like a normal person now.
1: Yeah, I think he has like he has bigger problems to deal with. More like you know Jordan Love and all that. But we'll see.
0: Oh my god, <laughs> dude! To, to talk about sports for a second, dude. They didn't give him no help. They didn't even give him Will Fuller. Yeah, they were speaking about that. And they couldn't even get him Will Fuller, dude. Like, I, you know, if I'm not a Niners guy, but, dude, if Jimmy G's going to be out and he's going to keep having these problems and Aaron Rodgers keeps, you know, not getting what he wants in Green Bay and Uh he's from the Bay Area.
1: Are you going to say it? I'm saying it, dude. (laughs) He might
0: go to San Fran, bro. Oh, man. You know me, bro. I'm still that Baltimore fan, you know, and – Lamar wasn't looking pretty. Dude, not against the Steelers, man. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I still cheer sure for Seattle. Um, I'm not one of those Seahawks haters, bro. Don't get me started on the the Hawk haters. There's a lot of them in Seattle. I'm guessing you've actually probably met a lot of Hawk haters in Alabama. No? Yeah. A lot of
1: Well, I, I have, dude. It's it's kind of crazy because, like, people think, like, oh, we're just in the corner of the United States. Yeah. Like, people don't really give a, give a crap about the Seahawks. But, dude, I don't I don't know whether it's, like, maybe it was when, like, the L- LOB was, like, mm-hmm. super cocky, and maybe people had problems with that. Yeah. But, like, people hate people hate the Seahawks, dude.
0: Yeah, dude, because we're a West Coast team.
1: Yeah, and we always win during prime time, and I guess that's annoying or something like that. But <laughs> I don't know, man.
0: It, is it crazy to you being in another – it's always crazy to me to see, be in another state and to see everybody cheering for another team. Like, when I'm in Buffalo – like, I kind of like Buffalo now Now that my girlfriend's from there. But, like, it's crazy to see they're yeah. all Buffalo, you know? Like, I'm so used to seeing all Seattle, you know, all U-Dub or all Wazoo. But then I go somewhere else and it's like, oh, fuck the Seahawks. I'm like, that's, that's kind of, like, foreign to me, it feels like, you know? I'm yeah. like, come on, bro.
1: And it's it, – it it one of the coolest things I've kind of witnessed is that, like, all fan bases are not created equal, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, you can go to Buffalo and I've heard, like – very good things about Buffalo fans Mm -hmm. and Seattle has a very good fan base too. Mm -hmm. But if you go down to Los Angeles, they don't give a crap about the chargers and the Rams.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're like, bro, we're Oakland.
1: Yeah, dude. And so it's so, it's so interesting to like go to a different stadium and just like witness what the whole, the home team culture is like. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, no one gives a crap about the Jaguars and stuff like that. Like it's, it's just something that I always, previously believed that like oh yeah i mean if you live in the area then like you're gonna root for that team but like truly like even if you live in downtown los angeles you still don't give a give a crap about the chargers i mean all fan bases aren't created equal
0: i mean who does at this point bro i don't know a Chargers. i i do know one chargers fan and he doesn't even really watch football i think he's just like (laughs) done now (laughs) he's just like i'm done bro yeah um i've heard really good things about green base fans like people who go to the Lambeau yeah. Field and they're like, dude, the fans there—they're amazing. They're nice. Um, I'll be honest. When I went there to the Ravens game last year, I didn't wear anything Ravens because I was kind of scared I was gonna get oh. heckled, and I don't even think I could call myself a Raven fan after that, dude. Did you tell people I you was? Were rooting, Ravens I was. Ra- for, ra- I was. I was rooting fan? for Ravens. You know the, that in the time, fucking lame. Well, so this is my story, and it sounds lame. So, okay, so Flacco's Uh-oh. not a quarterback anymore, and I only got a Flacco jersey. And I was like, I'll go to the Seattle Stadium and buy a Lamar one. And then I don't know why I was thinking – because I know in in some Mariner games, you can go like and get like the opposing team's jersey sometimes. Like yeah. if you're there early or something. So I was like, oh, I'll just do yeah. that. But they didn't have any. But they did, but it was a triple X. And I was like, I'm not buying a triple X Lamar jersey for this game. And so I had this just black coat on and I just looked lame, dude. I, I was a fucking lame. I was a fucking lame.
1: Were you, were you actively like rooting for the rape? Were you like, you know, like, were you going like full force? Like, let's go. Like, Probably like 60% for
0: the, for the Ravens. Like, you know, I didn't want to be like a douche. Cause I didn't want to ruin anyone's day too. And I didn't want to get in a fight. Yeah, Especially because dude, you've, have you been up to the top seats in Seattle on the, the, the 300 level? Like yeah, you know, like someone's rowdy. Yeah, dude, someone pushes you, you're falling twenty two chairs down, dude. Like you're like at an oh angle. God, like, yeah, it's like this, and you're like, you know, you know how you're sitting. It's not like the Mariners where it's like comfortable. You're packed in there in Seattle in the Seahawks games. It's dude, crazy. man, that
1: was a big yeah. No, you're a goner for sure. But that was a big thing. I was. That's you know really wanted mariners summer baseball and i just oh. didn't get it this year man i wanted it so bad because even if you you know i i'm sure the majority of people in seattle don't really care about the mariners mm-hmm. just because they've been crappy for you know years, four decades <laughs> yeah yeah two two and a half decades but like i think everyone can admit going to a baseball game is just objectively a fun experience mm-hmm especially when the weather's nice and you're eating nachos yeah. and stuff like that. And you're with your buddies and you're like drinking beer or something like that. Yeah, It's that. a fun time. Like, yeah. And so like, yeah, that was just one of the, like the, in the grand scheme of things, very trivial, but like, that was like, Oh man, I really wanted to go to a Mariners game.
0: We didn't get that <laughs> this year. Um, yeah, but that's the thing. You know, I do get a lot of respect for saying I'm a Mariners fan though. You know, I'll be like, Dude, I'm a Mariners fan. People are like, fuck man. That takes some heart.
1: dude it it almost i was telling my buddy uh yeah i was telling dylan this the other day i was like i think like the mariners being so bad and following them for so long now it is such a meme mm -hmm. that i i I love the mariners even more now for how shitty they are
0: oh yeah me too we cherish the losers
1: lovable losers
0: yeah dude like we win and it's like yo we won the world series bro that's what it feels like when we win you know um who do you still talk to from um, high school? You still talk to all those guys?
1: Yeah, so Dylan Davis Core, uh, Trevor Mello. Mm-hmm. You remember Trevor? Yep. Um, C Swag? Act- Not as much. Not as much. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll hit them up here and there and stuff <laughs> like that. Like, you know, happy birthday, bro, yeah. shit like that. Um. But like, I, I was hanging out with uh, Ben Beyer and yep. Luke Van Hollbeck the other day. The
0: Tar Heels fan? Ben uh, Beyer?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, James Poyer. Yep. Remember Jared Martin?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he kind of looked like really the, tall. Really, he he kind of looked like Darian a little bit. They're both tan. Both have the same kind of hair, kind of thing.
1: Really, really tall blonde guy.
0: Oh, Jared uh, Martin. Maybe,
1: maybe Jared Martin. Oh,
0: I think you're thinking of. I think I'm thinking JT. Was his name JT?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, JT. that's what I'm
0: thinking of. Okay, wrong yeah. guy. What about your bro? Yeah. Uh, I shouldn't say his last name, but um. Uh oh! It's fucking. uh, He's 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 the senior. He was the he was the guy who played on JV when he was like a junior. Still, ah, fucking man. God, huh? Alex? No, it was like something funny. Like it was like Darian. I know. I know if I call Darian. (laughs) Let's get him on right now. Yeah, let me see if I could call him (laughs) on my. I think I could call him on here. Let me see. I think he might still have the number. Oh, I don't have his number. Football team or baseball team? He played on the football team. He had a funny name. Like everyone always kind of made fun of him. He Okay, he was hey. white, kind of bulky, had just a normal brown hair. Played on the football team. I'm so lost right now. God, dude. I know Darian. I would call him, but I'm recording on my phone. Do you I... know what position he played? He's like a backer maybe. I know I think he was a sophomore because I was there as a sophomore and he still played on the C team as a sophomore. I know that doesn't help because we we, we didn't play football there but Yeah. But we knew the guys. We sat with all of them. But anyway, I I'll, I'll, I'll figure out his name and then I'll send it I'll text you to it because I don't want to say his How name. How about you?
1: How about you? Who you, who've you kept in touch
0: with? At Archbishop um you mentioned B Bhelp, I I have him on my snap. I have Malbin, Mitchell Albin. Um Oh, cool. Yeah um, Darian, obviously my, so my cousins, um, I see some people from, um, like some girls at Archbishop that went to, um, Wazio, but I don't know their names anymore. Like I just recognize their face. Um, um, I think that's not about, uh, no, his name was, um, (laughs) <laughs> he was, was kind of shorter his name was sam elkins or sam edward sam something oh. i saw him at boom city um <laughs> <laughs> that's the only time i see these people from archbishop they're like bro can i get a deal i'm like sure bro i mean i went to archbishop Um uh, but they're usually f- looking for darian
1: city's still a thing this summer
0: um, it was last year where they did COVID. Um, they had COVID. Um, they just spread everything out. Have everyone wear a mask? And it still happened last year. I worked security. I was, uh, letting <laughs> people in. It was pretty cool. Um, you
1: but, have any security stories? Um, any, any, any rowdy fireworks people?
0: Um, so ob- yeah, obviously there a lot of the people who were like, I'm not wearing my masks. You know, you had a lot of the, I'm like, dude, I'm not letting you in unless you have your mask. And believe me, a 5'9 guy, my size, isn't really that intimidating. So a lot of people just kept driving past me. And I was just like, (laughs) whatever, dude, I'm only getting paid, you know, a certain amount. I'm not going to go chase this guy down. Um, (laughs) And then I'll get the virus. But um, actually, yeah, one time, you're not supposed to, we had no lighting area. You've been there, Boom City, you know the lighting area we have in the corner? Um, Some guy lit a firework pretty close to stands and drove off. So that was kind of a big deal um but nothing really i mean i i mean i got yelled at a lot because i didn't let certain people in because we would i would send them to overflow parking and they're like oh come on and then i would see like my friends i'd be like go ahead bro they're like hey you know but so i got some heckler hecklers for that um i stood a long time i wish i would have had these new balances i'm wearing new balances right now for my guy Kawhi. um what color black bro are you wearing black new balances no, I'm not. Oh, no, I, I got some. Uh, I thought we were about. I to, got some Nikes on. I thought we were about to twin right there. <laughs> let me see here. Let me see if I. Let me see what questions I got left for you, bro. Yeah. Okay, so I asked you how have you been to every state? Um. Oh yeah, your Instagram questions. I wish I would have told you to, like, save some of them, because your 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 story post, right? Yeah. You posted about the thing, and I I commented, and we had a good conversation about it. It was the um small business one it was like the advertisement to like it's like hating on other businesses yeah and i think that's a huge thing um for anybody who didn't see andrew had this thing of was it like a local winery local re- local sandwich shop or whatever it, it was, was a
1: local bookstore i
0: think mm-hmm. and they're like oh well shame on that business and as an effective advertising for them and i don't really know where i'm going with it but it really was really interesting on that your thought process on that. Cause I've thought that too, you know, it's like why you're almost advertising for them. It feels like too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was interesting because it was like a local bookstore mm. in Helena, Montana. And they had like a sign outside their door that said, um, Amazon doesn't pay taxes. Mm-hmm. And my whole thing was like, I completely feel for small businesses mm-hmm. I, I know they're hurting not only because of COVID, but just because things are trending towards, you know, Amazon and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, I don't know if saying Amazon doesn't pay taxes is going to bring someone in,
0: you yeah, know what I'm saying? exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's just one of those things like, yeah, I posted on Instagram and I said, I just like pe- picking people's brains, like stuff like that it was like, would this be enough to bring you in or would you have rather heard about their actual product mm-hmm. and 90 percent of the responses you know because this you know it's human psychology 90 percent of the responses were like i wish they had i wish they told me what the hell they were selling yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah yeah it's like what is this or a did, billboard you know, yeah or like did they have like a special deal that day or is do they have some sort are they donating a certain percentage to mm-hmm. charity or stuff like And, you know, again, we can go back to the thing where, like, I know these bookstores aren't in the business of, like, giving deals just because they're already hurting with profits. Mm -hmm. But still, I mean, you got to get, like, a little creative. Like, even if it's not a deal, like, maybe, like, a funny joke or, Mm -hmm. you know, just something that, like, pops out and says, whoa, like, you need to get in here, man. Like, you know, you don't want to buy off Amazon, you know, without even saying don't buy off Amazon. You can, like, say – you can make the person think that, like, going here is
2: –
0: Better.
1: Uh, yeah, a, a, un- a unique enough experience where you would rather go here anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I see people, um, like, in San Francisco, there's some guy who, like, did a Rick and Morty meme joke with his coffee thing, and people are like, oh, he's woke, he likes Rick and Morty, I'm going to go there. Like, that was yeah. more effective than saying, oh, spend your money here rather than Starbucks, bro. It's like, dude, okay, like it's like, it almost feels like you're that guy who's complaining, like – yeah it's um it's it's not fun to be around and there was another one you asked who i don't remember i think it was um fuck i don't remember but um yeah man i mean i like to pick people's brains apart oh i wanted to ask you one good question as a person who you know i kind of liked going to the malls i know that's not probably the masculine thing to say but who i'm not really i don't care what people have to say you do you man you do you (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't mind, I don't mind going to walk, looking in Foot Locker, go to the sports store, see what jerseys they got. You know, I don't food even have court. to in it. You know, I, I like to go check it out. You got the food court, dude. Oh yeah, dude. Of course. Chipotle, yeah. you know, so I, it was just a fun time and do, do deals, percentage deals get you in the door? Mm. Because for me, I'm like, they're marking it up to mark it down. It feels like to me sometimes
1: yeah i've never been a huge like black friday person or anything like that um so i would say like compared to most people probably not Mm -hmm. but like when it comes to like certain products like i still there are some products that i will never buy off online you know like i'm never gonna buy i'm kind of picky about like my shirts, so i'm never Mm -hmm. gonna buy my shirts at least like like polos or something like that or like dress stuff or something like that i'm only i'm only gonna do it like in person. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge like, cutting like, I'm gonna go here for ten percent off or stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's got to be like something really nice, like like the local GameStop the mm-hmm. other day. They were going out of business, and so they were having this huge like, um, we're selling PS4 games like fifty percent off. Like obviously, like you know, for something like that. But mm-hmm. I mean. I've never been a huge like Black Friday person.
0: Yeah, dude, that's coming up. Black Friday might not even be a thing this year.
1: What are they saying? Are they actually going to do it?
0: I mean, I've been hearing that um, they're thinking about just switching to all online. And that's going to hurt some businesses, bro. But I have a hard time believing some people aren't going to be in line for a 42 LCD screen, bro. (laughs) People are going to be fucking killing each other for that shit. Yeah, no. No, seriously, dude. But it's cool, you know... I guess kind of
1: talked about the mall thing Mm -hmm. or one more thing on the mall thing. Like the Alderwood, I don't know if you've been to the Alderwood mall. Oh
0: yeah. That's my shit, bro.
1: Yeah. But what they're doing with the Alderwood mall is essentially they're taking away a bunch of like the JC Penney's and Sears and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they're putting in apartment complexes attached to the physical mall building. What? And that's, and that's kind of the real real estate company's way of who owns the mall of kind of making up on all the revenue that is lost by these people not shopping at JCPenney Penny anymore. And so that'll be that'll be super interesting to dude. Like what? if you have all these pe Yeah, if you have all these people that are that are suddenly living at the mall, mm-hmm. will they just go to the mall instead of like shopping on Amazon and stuff like that? But I think it it was like a really creative idea that I think is going to – it's going to continue to happen. I mean, and the Alderwood Mall, at least in Washington, that's the first one that I know of that is doing that. Mm -hmm. But Northgate Mall, they're switching um, most of their facilities into the practice center for the Kraken.
2: Did you know that? Northgate's doing that?
1: Yeah, dude. I did not know that. So, like, I guess just, like, based on our previous conversation, I mean, these – businesses need to get creative Mm -hmm. and it's just stuff like that that makes me like optimistic about like some of these retailers just because you know they actually are taking a risk and they're building apartment complexes and who knows if it's going to work or not but you know they're not just you know going bankrupt they're actually like trying you know they're they're taking a chance there
0: there'll be some there's always a lot of empty spaces for stores that size because you know there's actually there's like some retail spaces around here where I live and you you're like what's gonna fit in there the only thing that would fit in there would be a Walmart you know so like dude, you're <laughs> you know what I mean like you're like why would you um oh sorry my my computer is like popped up something um no you're good um but yeah you you look at it and nothing's gonna fit in there other than those like a dollar tree so what what's the point of this big old space if we have nothing you know so, you were
1: killing. You were killing me about the spirit Halloween shit. Oh, dude, come on, bro, <laughs> bro. I, I I
0: I close my closet doors every day. You know they <laughs> they see that, dude. They're just gonna keep coming.
1: I was at the uh, the South Center Mall the other day, uh-huh. and it was the day after Halloween, and basically it was like fifty percent off for obvious reasons, and I'm just like, dude, I don't even. I don't know. Like, I just, I'm so confused about their business model. I have no idea how it works.
0: Spirit? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, me either. Because it's got to be easy. I mean, they, they, what? They sign a one-month contract deal, and they just probably overpriced. You know, those costumes are $20 a pack. You know, I was looking at them. And they might make a pretty good amount of money. I mean, because you think about it, all those mall places are signing long leases, I'm guessing. Yeah. You know, so maybe that's where they kind of make their, their, but it's, it confuses me too. But here's the thing. And here's a hot take of Seattle or, you know, the Washington area. I think the Alderwood Mall is the best mall in the whole state. Ooh. I'd go as far as saying that, dude. And now here's the reason why. We'll, we'll end with this. We'll end with this because I think my, my computer stopped recording, but it's still recording the audio. But, um, okay. Here's my thought process and you could I want to hear your opinion after. <laughs> South Center is huge and it's a nice mall and it's a it's a good mall, but here's the thing I think they lack. They lack like good clothes. And what I mean by that is I feel <laughs> and what I mean by that is, and what I mean by that is the managers there just say, dude, just get whatever the fuck's new, they'll buy it. Because it's South Center. You know, yeah, because people are coming in from the airport. They're like, "Fuck! I'll just get whatever." Oh, this is from Seattle. I'll get it. You got. You start going deeper. You know, you get Northgate. Northgate has its problems. Northgate's is almost the Everett Mall. Yeah, um, but just then, about dude, yeah. just about. And then I'm even counting. <laughs> I'm even gonna count U Village, and I'm gonna count downtown over by Pike Place. Those malls too. I'm gonna count those. Bellevue, Bellevue Square. Oh, Bellevue Square is pretty. I haven't been there enough, bro. But they're pretty nice. Yeah. Okay. They're next. I you know I'd almost yeah. edge them above Alderwood. But here's the thing Alderwood is in like the middle. And I feel like they have a little bit more pressure to be like, okay, we have to like buy shit people are gonna want to buy. So I feel yeah. like their quality of stuff is better. But I feel like I don't know, I guess And this, I
1: think they have the best I think they have the best food.
0: Yeah, they do. They have a Chipotle panda. The Cali Burger, the Euro Place is nice, and the pretzels. Jamba Juice. Yep, and Jamba Juice, and Dairy Queen.
1: Dairy Queen, yeah.
0: South and Center? then you got that movie. Then yeah. you got
1: that movie theater, that huge movie theater right yep. across the street too.
0: Yeah, and that yeah. has um, it's not Regal. It's like Lowe's. It's like a legit one.
1: Yeah, and it has that elevator or yeah. the escalator.
0: Yeah, dude, the out, the outside bougie one, and it had to put the looks, rain cover over it. Looks, it looks
1: sexy, yeah.
0: So, and then we have the Seattle premium outlets where that's my hometown. You know, I gotta defend there, but it's an outlet. It's good shit. So it, yeah. it's like I can't really. Um, and then you keep going north. There's the one in Burlington. Missed me with that one. The one in Spokane, it's okay. And I think there's one in Yakima, but I mean, I'm not. I don't know. Let's forget them all. about.
1: Let's forget about that one. Yeah, we don't have to think about the east. <laughs> the east side.
0: So. What's your opinion? What's your favorite one? I said I noticed you said you went to South Center the other day, so do yeah, you like dude. South Center?
1: South Center it's hard to hate is on South Center, though. Yeah, it's really cool. Just because, just in the last five years, they added this wave of like um, Asian eateries, and mm-hmm. so one of my best friend, he, my, one of my best friends is Filipino, mm-hmm. and apparently they opened a new fast food restaurant called Jollibee. Mm-hmm um that is a filipino-based fast food restaurant and they have a filipino bakery and they have like an h-mart over there h-mart and like that's i mean that's like my uh, personal preference that's like some of my favorite type of food Mm -hmm. and so maybe that's why i like it so much Mm -hmm. but it just seems like there's more of a south center is more of like a diverse community yeah so that's, I think, that's probably where like Bellevue Square is lacking, honestly.
0: Yeah, um, I would say that, too. I would definitely say yeah. that. Bellevue doesn't have much diversity. Yeah. Well, I mean, compared to, obviously, Seattle, I mean, it's a huge city. But there's an H-Mart in Alderwood, too. Have you been to that one? I've been to that one. Yeah, that and one's legit, too. if you take away one thing, one
1: thing from this podcast, there is a place called Soul Hot Dog in okay. Linwood. Okay. It's pretty close. It's pretty close to like, Alderwood Mall area, and they have like Korean corn dogs. Okay. And it's it's different because like Korean corn dogs, they put French fries in the corn dog. What? They put they put cheese in the corn dog. Like they add a, like a whole bunch of like you know crunchy onions stuff like that. And this shit's and th- this shit's only like three fifty for a corn dog. Dude. I mean you know obviously like you can get a cheaper corn dog at at a yeah. carnival, but you know if you're having dinner. And you're only spending three fifty for dinner, like that's a deal,
0: dude. When I'm yeah. back on the west side, I'm going to Soul Hot Dogs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, what just it? just re- remember that right now.
0: Um, Fat Burger isn't bad either, but I think it's gone now. There used to be one over there. I
1: think Fat, I think Fat Burger's gone. Oh, dude, yeah. Fat Burger
0: was legit. Their onion rings were nice, but no- nothing like Red Robins. I'll, I'll add.
1: Yeah, I always got confused with, like, the the vibe of Fatburger because mm-hmm. it was like you're in this, like, 1950s, like,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: you're rolling, yeah, neon, you're rolling in, like, a convertible, like, the seats are all, like, leather and stuff like that. And it was cool. I just think, like, not a lot of people could relate to that. That's
0: probably why they went out of business. Yeah, a lot of people who weren't white people were like, I don't really want to be in here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, no. yeah, they, had, they had pictures of, like, you know Marilyn Monroe and like yeah. Dean Martin and like a bunch of these like white Hollywood celebrities yeah. back in the day, and everyone's just like, "Can I just get my burger, man?" Yeah, like,
0: dude, can I see like a Chuck Berry picture in here or something? Like, what the <laughs> hell?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So maybe that's maybe that's the downfall of Burger.
0: dude. That I mean, that's crazy, man. I didn't know about that retail space, man. That that's gonna be okay. This is this will be the last thing right here. So yeah, with. With that, people moving into malls, do you think it will be like how when people like work at McDonald's, they're like, dude, I fucking hate McDonald's. I'm not going there. Do you mm-hmm. think that will be like, I fucking hate the mall. I fucking hate the traffic. Fuck h and M. I'm not going down there as they're walking <laughs> down there. you know. <laughs> so do you, yeah. I mean, do you think it will be a positive thing for them to make more money with people living there? Or do you think it's more of that they want to collect the rent? That's it is going to be more money. They're obviously going to make more money from that than. Yeah. I would say, I would say most of it's probably going to be collecting from the rent. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think,
1: I think the whole retail spaces closing thing is only going to continue. Mm -hmm. And like, I think most of it is just like, we want to collect as many people's rent as possible. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that also is going to help is like, having more people live in that area is going to raise the property value. Yeah. So like they can sell off other parts of the mall to build other apartments or hockey facilities or restaurants or stuff like that. Just cause like the more residential a place gets, um, you know, the property value gets a little higher. Yeah. So I don't know. And then they got that, I mean, they got that light rail, the light rail is going to go all the way to Alderwood mall. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to raise the property value too. So I think they're just kind of banking on a bunch of more people wanting to live around the light rail, around the Alderwood Mall uh, area. And, I mean, they'll need to shop at the mall, but I think a lot of it is still going to be – they're still going to buy off Amazon in my opinion.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. I, I mean, the, if you think about it, even um, that whole strip of from Seattle North – is just the property value is insane because a lot of people who are in Seattle, are like I want a house and a yard and a dog. So I'm going to move North. Yeah. yeah, And that's how everything's re- like Everett and Alderwood are getting, you know, the property values going up Bellevue, obviously even where I'm at or, you know, where I'm from over in that Marysville area, it's going up over there too. Yeah. It's not Arlington. Stop. Yeah. Arlington too. Um, yeah. You know, even far as Camino and Bellingham, Bellingham do people people will drive two and a half hours if they get a big yard, you know? Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. And I don't blame them. I really don't blame them. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, man, um, I, you got anything um, you didn't get to say, um, what you're doing, what you want to promote anyone you want to give a shout out to. Um, yeah, this would be the great time.
1: No, I mean, just thank you for having me on. My Instagram is, uh, at Andrew suit all 97. Mm-hmm um like you said i, I just like put post in some you know random questions or uh facets of society and you know i'm more than welcome for people responding to them i absolutely love it mm-hmm. um but that's me man yeah and i'm moving to dallas in january and i obviously hope to see you in, in western washington sometime around the holidays
0: hell yeah man all yeah. right bro well i will find that guy's name from archbishop and I'll text it to you <laughs> and you'll be like, I fucking knew, I knew who that was. And you're going to laugh. Or maybe bro.
1: maybe Darian
0: knows. Oh, Dar- I know Darian will know. He'll be like, oh, that guy. And he won't even yeah. think about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I'll text you tonight and I'll figure that out.
1: All right.
2: Sounds good, brother. Thanks for All having man. me. Have a great one. You too.
0: Later.